Peter Radio presents the legendary Pink Dots Project Podcast with me, Adam Wybray, my co-host, Tom May. Only Dreaming and Chemical Play School 1 and 2. The sun steps down to dance on the armor. Now rusted and brittle like September leaves. And through the odor of decaying man piles. And no one's listening, waiting for me. Only dreaming is weird, but this is weirdness which is far from mere whimsy. There are warped scenarios of violation, sexual possessiveness and apocalypse, presided over by malevolent individuals and authorities. They carry all the more sting due to the seeming innocuousness of Edward Carspell's lisping Southern English tones. He finds absurdity in the commonplace and takes a matter-of-fact, bathetic approach to the macabre. Carspell's lyrics are densely elusive. The album contains references to the Bible, Two Little Richard hits, and Sellers and Lorenz' Goodness Gracious Me, as well as Marlon Brando, The Beach Boys, Flash Gordon and William Blake. The song is titled in Latin and there's a pointedly German exhortation in Guess the Politician, Alles zusammen, which means altogether. That track is one of several highlights. Over a gorgeous, weightless coil of synth notes is a deft, surreal assault on jingoistic Tory values. So sing, sing while you may. Um, an incident today, I think, encapsulated like a lot of where we're at uh, today, really, in in Britain. Now, I went to the local uh, spa just to get um, some basic provisions. I used paper, bread, and stuff like that. Um, And unusually, outside, uh, there was a big issue seller who said hello to me. I said hello. I went into the shop, got my stuff, went to the counter. As I was paying, um, I sort of heard the door opening, and there were two, like, elderly ladies... Um, one of them shouting, upbraiding the man, get a job. Now, they then entered the shop and very loudly the same uh, lady uh, said, I'm buying the Daily Mail. Very ostentatiously for everybody to like here in the shop. Needless, needless to say, I went out and I, I bought a copy of the big issue for three quid um, and luckily had three pound coins there and the guy said I was only the second person so far that day this is probably about half ten a.m. in the morning to have bought a copy I think it illustrates something of that dominant elderly Tory viewpoint that um, has led to where we are really and it's it's found its voice and it is using that voice in public all too often. A brief explanation from the Dot Zone Bandcamp page for Chemical Place Call 1 and 2. Only Dreaming was the songs proper from 1981 with some mangled interludes inserted between them. Whereas Chemical Play School was one long one-hour trip, uh, Chemical Play School 1 and 2 reproduces some of that trip. And then there was also a promotional tape uh, that Carspell sent out. Um, in short, the Dots, in that first year of their existence, produced a lot of material. Some of it was used repeatedly, cropping up on several releases, Some of it uh, was remastered later, and some of it is repurposed, cut up, played in reverse, 
distorted, collaged. I'm not going to be able to extricate every little bit, every little melody, every little vocal line from each of these songs. Um, but I'm going to start where it all began, with a review of Only Dreaming. In many regards, in some regards, the Dots' first proper album release. But first, a track that Tom mentioned last time in our introductory episode, The Sublime Voices, a track so good that it appears both on Only Dreaming and Chemical Play School 1 and 2, although I first heard it on the brilliant 97 compilation Ancient Days. This is Voices. possessive husbands, junkie messiahs, corrupt politicians. Edward Carspell's view of 1980s Britain is downbeat and grubby, but it also trades in theatrical archetypes. Perched malevolently somewhere between the absurdist kitchen sink plays of Edward Bond, Harold Pinter and Philip Ridley, and the piss-stained streets of the inventively crass British animated series Monkey Dust. Carspell's protagonists are sometimes genuinely frightening, 
but they also exist as bloated parodies of themselves, as though playing through preordained roles they have already become tired and stale. These figures are both pathetic and seductive, as in the manner of the emasculated male perverts of early pulp. As narrators, they cast a malevolent spell over the listener, which he or she is not quite able to shrug off through laughter. Sometimes the violence becomes intimate enough to become distressing, as in the case of Thursday Night Fever, which talks bone-chillingly of curtains closing faster, faster, turning young lovers to statistics. Sometimes the effect is distancing, as in Black Highway, which paints the scene of a J.G. Ballard-style motorway crash, with vocal phrases lifted from 1950s pop and rock and roll songs, giving Carspell the chance to deliver a particularly charismatic and playful vocal performance. In two especially notable instances, we focus upon the victims of violence, a possibly mythological rape victim in Phallus Day, in which April White provides a crushingly vulnerable vocal performance, and a bullied and abused young boy in Frosty, who escapes his perpetrators by hiding in a fridge. While some of these character portraits are abstract, the setting is often quite specifically British. The remarkable Waiting for the Call, You and Me, Charts streets lined with ciggy packs, plastic bags and broken bottles, and then later refers to bombing Brixton. Esoterically, it even seems to suggest S&M as a potential escape from Thatcherism. Frosty has the bullied boy eating tea cakes and fish cakes, while Phallus Day includes a sad, bitter line about lying back and thinking of England a bucolic past of drinking Grandad's rhubarb wine that is a universe away from these bombed-out industrial hellscapes. Most bitter and sardonic of all is Guess the Politician. It sounds like it could be describing Tory austerity Britain. The politicians hiding in their bunkers, shedding crocodile tears over the deaths of the poor and vulnerable, while secretly noting how this helps solve problems of unemployment and immigration, could easily be the Tory cabinet ministers who have brutally decimated the benefits system and outsourced the welfare of the country's disabled people into the hands of an unfeeling overshore's IT firm. It is the kind of song you can imagine the Kinks or Sid Barrett performing on acoustic guitar, but here it is performed on a washed-out synth and murky keyboards. More broadly, some of the songs evoke nursery rhyme and folk traditions, with Before the End sounding like nothing so much as a satanic Punch and Judy show. To these ears, Voices, with its synthesised wind sounds and whispery vocal delivery, bears a curious similarity to the accompanying music of strange, woozy 1970s children's TV programmes like Children of the Stones and The Changes. But it is those sad songs the songs the lonely and dispossessed that really make their mark upon me in only dreaming. Palace Day is one, and the other, Frosty, a song that I find heartbreaking in its sincerity and even naivety. we
Musically, Only Dreaming is a gratifying mix of the dissonant and the genuinely lovely. Many of the pieces are essentially spoken word poems delivered over simple melodies, which are made more complex by multi-tracking the vocals and keyboard lines into textured soundscapes. The effect this creates is singular. While the lo-fi production ensures that many of the sounds are weedy and trill, they are simultaneously enveloped in a murky, synthesised fuzz that is wet and enveloping. There is a wonderful mix of the organic and the mechanical. The synths and keyboards warble and wheedle, but are given anchorage by tinny drum machines. They would sound amateurish in most other contexts, but work astonishingly well here. On some tracks the volume fluctuates, almost going up and down in waves, adding to the effect of churning mechanical cyclicalness. For a debut album, the sum of its parts is surprisingly fully formed. The technique of a squelchy wash of keyboards with a simple tinkling melody over the top is a good one, and predates John Mouse by several decades. In other places, these gloaming soundscapes recall Joy Division, or some of the more abstract moments on Pink Floyd's The Wall. Break Day concerns the despondency of a progressive political group breaking down together en masse. And though we wanted to change things, the fact remains we never tried. Throughout, the music is charged with decayed promise. Imagine the concurrent young marble giants playing even more rudimentary keyboards recorded under an eiderdown in a Carshalton shed. The instrumentals and backdrops conjure an Armageddon-addled blighty on a shoestring. A keyboard that sounds not unlike the Yamaha Porter Sound PS200 I played as a child is sometimes pummeled into submission, but others allowed to drift gauzily, evoking a mood both wistfully charming and subtly unnerving. Intermittently, an utter melodiousness chaperones the malodorous lyrical content. Defeated anticipates the Russian futurist's spry synth-pop of 20 years hence. Frosty has a cheery, major-key bounce, in somehow apt counterpoint to its absurdist story of bullying. Voices is a sublime highlight with an evocative synth canvas embellished by plangent guitar. There is the weird England of Phallus Day. This is a captivating lo-fi debut with Carspell figuring as a kind of English Daniel Johnston, writing in just as individual a manner but with an elliptical yet acute eye on society and politics in 1981 Britain. So with the Dots early releases there's a lot of repeated tracks, uh, re-recordings, using the same music and then having different vocals and lyrics, uh, re-editing, <laughs> um, changing different orders, etc., etc. Um, I know that the first time through, you you found that quite frustrating. Like I remember the amount of repetition was something you found a bit irritating. Uh, how how do you feel this time through? I think less so, really. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, partly it was because I loved Only Dreaming so much because it was the first full album I listened to by the Dots at all after, say, the odd track that I'd heard on that Resonance FM uh, broadcast. But yeah, it was the first one I listened to and I was just sort of really blown away by it from Soma Bath onwards, the opening, really bracing synths that you hear in that track just captures you totally um, straight away. I mean, it's a really, it's a really strong debut. It's a very odd debut, but it's a really strong yeah. debut. But they have that kind of 
quintessential whimsical menace that kind of defined some of their tone really sorted out early on. Like that, that's there from the beginning. Right from the beginning, yeah. I mean, you've got the... Uh, it rots your river, I think, is a really good one, which is... Oh, is it, is it not liver? Um, it's, it's river, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to be a pun, yeah. I think, I think on ancient days it might be liver. Mm. So I first heard most of these tracks uh, on the Ancient Days compilation from 97, yeah. um, which basically comprises only dreaming... And then some of the kind of stronger tracks from Chemical Place called One and Two. Um, so for me, I think it's a really, a really good introduction. Um, yeah, I don't know. But like, do you have any thoughts about which of these three albums would be the best for new listeners? Um, obviously, Chemical Place called One and Two. It's a much more sprawling compilation, so it doesn't leave anything out. Yeah. It's quite easy to get lost in. Uh, it's an overwhelming experience. And then with Klein Krieg, is that how you pronounce it? My German's non-existent. Yeah, I don't know any, any better than you on that. <laughs> um, you know, it's got a couple of key tracks like Voices, which are missed, but the arrangement and the editing of the material does really help with the flow. And then, of course, there are later compilations like the Legendary Pink Box and uh, Ancient Days, which is the one I have, um, which return to this material. So I think, yeah, I think Only Dreaming would probably be the, the best of the three as an introductory one. But they've all got really great stuff on them. I mean, Only Dreaming, to say it rots your river, kind of has the psychedelia aspect, but sort of science, almost like 1960s science fiction, soundtrack music, the sort of thing Edward might have heard. I don't know, one quite a mass of Doctor Who, uh, out of the unknown when he was growing up, perhaps. Uh, there's a real sort of soundscape one. And then you've got uh, Guess the Politician, who's a real favourite of mine on that one. Uh, which goes into the politics, immigration, um, and it has the absurdity, you know, kind of wish I'd been born a fish uh, in there <laughs> as well. Um, I was wondering if you feel there's any kind of distinction between the public and the private with these early albums, or if they are enfolded into one another. I think they are yeah, very closely... Uh, interrelated, I would say, yeah. Like with all of the samples that are coming through in them. Uh, I don't think there's quite so much in Only Dreaming, but um, there there, there are actually, I've got samples noted down, there's a sort of horror film type one. Burning. That's that's in there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, which I suppose that comes into some of the other albums that we're going to talk about as well. Um, This sampling, that's you know, you'd had uh, people's voices being recorded on things like Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd, I'm aware of, but mm. I know how prevalent sampling was before, sort of, uh, obviously, hip-hop. It must have been quite pioneering in that, really. So, yeah, I mean, I suppose uh, Nurse with Wounds are worth mentioning on this as well. That's, what was that, 1979, the chance meeting on a dissecting table, I think it's called, uh, was all stitched together, music concrete-type samples, really weird stuff very well done yeah i do wonder if it kind of comes out of the dots you know beginning as maybe more of a collective you know living in a squat because that that reminds me of the residents as well and when you sort of read about the early history of the residents is very much a bunch of arty misfits living together and, you know, each bring their own thing to the table and then the material kind of gets remixed and messed around with. And mm. it's quite loose. And I, I think that's why, I mean, that explains a lot of the repetition, especially if we remember that some of these albums, and this is a really easy thing to forget. I think I said this last time, it's an easy thing to forget when you've got everything at your fingertips online. But some of these cassette releases were like, in runs of 15 or 20. Scarcity. <laughs> you know, you know yeah. these were really, really small. Yeah, really small, like, DIY releases. Um, and it also means that these are not so much finished albums as material in a process of becoming, which is something you also see with early Chumbawamba, the, the, the sense 
that yeah they 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 they're putting out this material but you know it it it's constantly being revised and worked yeah. over um and i do wonder if that's more radical right um because it means that you see more the means of production that it's not like you've just got this finished product yeah right true um, that you can see the the stitches and the joins and some of the method so sing sing while you may what do you make of um Phallus Day particularly yeah, that's an extraordinary odd track yeah I mean I find it sad and disturbing um it's it is a really odd track because it's got the kind of spectre of sexual violence it's a disturbing track but then this also seems to be drawing from myth, which kind of abstracts it yeah. a bit. Um, so we have this sort of imagery of Greek myth, but then it very much seems to be in a domestic British space with talk of Grandad's rhubarb yeah. wine. Which, which April White sings, isn't she? Yeah. yeah, and then you have the weird surrealist flourishes as well. So there's a lot going on there. I think it does work, but it creates... It's really hard to know. Like, it's not quite playful, but it's not quite straightforward either. So it leaves you in this really odd, ambivalent space. Um, yeah, what do you make of it? And perhaps it is trying to convey something of Yeats um, and later in The Swan. Mm. I think, which is was actually published in the Tower, uh, ah. Yeats's 1928 collection. The name, um, the name of a later Dots album. Yeah, it, it has that disturbing ambiguity of that of that poem. I would say and the, the mythical resonances of it definitely, but yeah, it has April White's voice in there. But it isn't, I suppose, as clear a ethical statement as Rhoda Dakar's "The Boiler." Um, which is a horrifying record, which is that was released in January 1982. Uh, the writer, Marcello Carlin, called it too upsetting a record to be listened to more than once, but must be listened to once. I, I think I might agree with that. Um, I have listened to it once. I don't know if I've listened to it a second time. Yeah. Um, a social justice impetus behind some of these tracks. I mean, I think the dots tend to be descriptive rather than prescriptive. Um, you know, they definitely hint strongly towards their allegiances and there is yeah, righteous anger in the dots work. Um with a track like um Violence or especially Thursday Night Fever, which is told from the point of view of a uh, possessive controlling violent boyfriend i think there's more obvious there's more obvious distance than with say pulp right with pulp um we're always quite close to these troubling male narrators i can't really imagine many people listening to like thursday night fever or temper temper and relating directly to that narrator more more distanced yeah i don't know like uh, there, there's that distance but they will you know they will ventriloquize ugly characters yeah well i mean that, that's more isn't it very um, omniscient and sort of third person really the, the narration of that one apart from april white's Yes. Perspective as the victim. Yeah. Um, I really like um, the kind of narrative voice of Black Highway. Yeah. Um, which I think is meant to recall or recalls for me, like the protagonist of J.G. Ballard's Crash. Like, it's never explicitly stated that the uh, the narrator of the song is getting off on getting into car crashes, but <laughs> kind of seems yeah, to be there. They don't seem to be a safe driver. 
Um, yeah, it talks about some madness when he gets behind the wheel and so on. Um, yeah. And that one's got this real giddiness. I think it's the use of um, the kind of 1950s uh, Little Richard and and other rock and roll Jerry references. Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of gives it this sort of giddy spasmodic energy. Um which, which I find that one quite infectious. Like, you know, luckily I don't drive, mm. so there's no risk of me uh, <laughs> driving along listening to it. But uh <laughs> I definitely I definitely think there's a there's a kind of weird a weird pleasure in that one. Murder! 
Hi, I'm Raquel S. Benedict, and I'm the host of Write Good, the podcast that helps you write good. Twice a month, we release podcasts with different guests focusing on different aspects of writing, like crafting good dialogue, or why you shouldn't write cinematically, or what it means to be an author during the climate crisis. Write Good, that's R-I-T-E-G-U-D, is available at kittysneezes.com, Patreon, or wherever you like getting your podcasts. Chemical Play School 1 and 2. Chemical Play School 1 and 2 is a sprawling beam-off, if ever there was one. Some of these versions are barely different. Some are fizzier, with a little more pep, with clearer vocals in particular. Break Day is well-sequenced after Witch Hunt, a 44-second fragment of impressionistic menace with a Matthew Hopkins scenario dotted with gadabout synths. Then, for one of the points of departure from the first album, Breakdown, a storming 8 minutes and 26 seconds of utter bedlam, truly electronic, psychedelic pottage. It possesses an out-there, alien quality that matches the likes of Sun Ra or post-punk pioneers This Heat. This would have fitted well on the John Peel show, either side of deepest dub and spindly indie tracks. This is pointless, brutalist and uncompromising, a throbbing and human electric odyssey. Now, Peace Crime 1 includes inventive sampling, making public vox pops about the monarchy sound absurd, anticipating certain Chris Morris antics. We are treated to the voice of Margaret Thatcher herself, talking about the IRA hunger strikes. Crime is crime is crime. Not unconnected, Caligula is one of the great songs about the hubris of the power mad, rivalling van der Graaff generators, the emperor in his war room in its direct attack. I just met Caligula on a peninsula. It's so very insular. A nutter, a nutter from the gutter. He's got power and he uses it. There are further cultural references in this album. Ideal Home alone packs in Hydes, Jekylls, Apollo, Adonis and Zeus. Red Castles plays around with the title phrase of the bizarre, divisive children's game, King of the Castle. The incredibly low-key Amphitheatre 1 references the idiom keeping up with the Joneses. Carspell is scornful of obsessive social climbing. It would seem churlish to be too critical uh, of a release that contains far more great material than most albums. While I appreciate the Dadaist collage techniques that the LPDs are clearly tapping into, Chemical Play School 1 and 2 doesn't quite have the shock of the new that I felt um, only Dreaming had, but it does pump further indispensable blood into the LPD corpus and contains a few startling advances. The vision of Britain presented in Chemical Play School 1 and 2 is one of a blissed out bourgeois Devon in ideal home, of grimy gutters in the magnificent waiting for the call you and me, and of imperial squalor in Caligua. These visions are presented with a sardonic wistfulness by Carspell, and once railing against the horrors of Britain under the Conservatives, while dreaming, with a touch of irony, of a better future. Once reminded of William Blake's Songs of Innocence and Experience, where the cruelty of an unfeeling government and urban poverty is placed in contrast with visionary utopian images of bucolic innocence that might exist only to be dreamed of. Sometimes the album, for all its grubbiness, lurches into a Bowie-like glam dereliction, the bug-eyed urban paranoia of the Berlin Trilogy, anxious while also being queer and funky like the novels of William Burroughs. 
An album of three hours will almost inevitably drag, and there isn't quite enough variation on Chemical Place Score 1 and 2 to stop the experience from becoming a little restless, relentless, and even interminable. If you find that to be the case, Stars on Sunday is a condensed, quick-fire playthrough of some of the album's best tracks. So, can play score 1 and 2? It's a trek and an investment, but it contains a wealth of pleasing, memorable songs, and if you feel like losing your brain in a city of coruscating electronic blips, it is certainly worth the journey. So, have you decided what track you're choosing from the epic and sprawling Chemical Place called One and Two? Because you've you've got a lot of tracks to choose from. Yeah, I had the yeah, Caligula. Uh, I had the word "mental!" exclamation mark written down. Uh, residents like geezer, nutter. Uh, those sort of words. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a it's an excellent one and um, one of the many sort of pictures of sort of powerful dictator type figure being completely off the rails and dangerous to everyone around him. Um, one among many such tracks in the Dots oeuvre. I just met Caligula on a peninsula He's so very insular Anatta, Anatta from the gutter. He's got power and he uses it. He collected all the seashells. For them in his palace, they all laughed. So he had them all put down. What a clown! All the sicker friends were laughing Oh, you're such a great geezer You great Caligula He said, you bunch of crawlers Set my lions into more you lying up by the wall Don't you know I'm emperor, a really nasty emperor You crawl to me, you're up against the wall There they were all lined up As a lion came out from the doorway He was licking his lips at all these Roman citizens as Caligula sat up on the balcony He sniggered that Caligula a sniggerer But the lion said I'm really not too hungry So Caligula said to the victims, eat the lion. The lion said, I could change my mind. Okay, I haven't had any dinner. And the lion, he jumps on the lion. They were screaming, get off you nasty lion. He didn't. The animal. Afterwards, the lion died of indigestion. Caligula 
He made a suggestion, why not try some Malka Seltzer? Makes you healthy, makes you wealthy, makes you very wise, like me. Yeah, so we'll really revisit with uh, the Tower and the Maria dimension. It's good how it's it's woven in with um, a fair bit of sort of British politics in this album, Peace Crime 1 and Peace Crime 2, particularly those two, Peace Crime 1, uh, sort of satirising the monarchy, really, with through all of these samples. Sort of, it's good for England still to have a queen. Uh, I think they're very good. They do a lot for trade. Peace Crime 2 is, is Thatcher, isn't it? With uh, crime is crime is crime is crime, which was, again, April 1981, that, from a speech she made in, uh, in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, I've checked, but it was to do with the political status of prisoners in the time of the Bobby Sands uh. hunger strike, uh, that um, very crucial event in British and Irish history from, from that time. So yeah, and it's got um, freaky oddities like mm. grill as well, which just sounds like a spacey sort of ice cream van. <laughs> That's a good description. It does sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've noted down for that track. <laughs> Of, of great stuff on there, yeah. It's just, it is, it'd be forbidding for somebody to listen to as a first thing from the dots, which is 179 minutes, uh, which is as long as a, a particular TV drama I've watched recently called Artemis 81, uh, also from 1981. Thought that that came to mind just in terms of length, because it's all, the DVD is exactly that length, but some, some scenes were cut because the Hitchcock references were too, uh, I don't know, went against copyright or something. Crime. 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 Kleiner Krieg. This release uh, continues a trend wherein we are treated to slightly rejigged versions of songs on Only Dreaming and Chemical Play School 1 and 2. I liked Brill last time around. Uh, its giddy swirl is present here and correct, but with a fitting brass band accompanied chorale as it fades away. Down from the country is stripped down and low key, with deadpan lyrics about finding a girl and a flat and a mattress, and the nine to five work routine. It is another moment where Carspell's discomfort at normal values is evident. Die with your eyes on is one of many reversed fragments on this and the last release. It doesn't grab me any more or less than the palace of love. Better is deflated which is an evocative mix of weird synth tones and field recordings. Stoned obituary is the most tangible new thing here. Remorseless, circling chord sequence, wistful, plangent, doleful, played on washed-out synth. It is dazed, distant stuff, but much more compelling than the other new tracks. While it is loosely constructed in its nine-minute form here, and will clearly be further refined on subsequent records. This song has a melancholy tunefulness and bizarre lyrics about cartwheeling down the hill, bringing the clowns in, and obscure references to religion. After the four-minute mark, a more syncopated beat kicks in, and it all steps up a gear. Sancti Domini Nomini Spiritus, a doomy Latin refrain, is backed by subtle electronics. 
Kleiner Krieg would work very well indeed for someone who hadn't encountered the previous records and provides a few distinct pleasures in itself. The laughter died as schoolgirls passed around the tissues, pretty patterns, while a message said, We'll miss you, bless you, bless your eyes. And a bell rang twice, and we fell as his lips moved, stared in stony silence. Mr. News Guy scribbled furiously down his final words. marks Kleiner Krieg out and makes it a stronger effort in my books than Chemical Play School 1 and 2 and on a par with only dreaming is the way the music flows between tracks. It feels coherent in a way that Chemical Play School 1 and 2 does not. Some of the arrangements carry the benefit of rendering Carspell's brilliant evocative lyrics more legible. Stoned obituary is peppered with visceral Christian imagery related to the crucifixion. The track does not appear on only dreaming or Chemical Play School, and while not quite classic dots, it has a very gratifyingly applied drum machine and a troubling refrain of Die With Your Eyes On. The phrase later crops up as the title for the penultimate song on the album. With its melodies chained to a strong beat, Stoned Obituary is one of the most oddly danceable tracks on the album. It was, however, a mistake to place it so close to the rambling and mangled Star. stars on Sunday, which sounds entertainingly like the residents' third Reich and Roll in places. Legacy remains shockingly beautiful. Brill is a busy and disorienting remix of many tracks already encountered. I certainly caught a snippet of Phallus Day from Only Dreaming. Of course, many comments have already been made in this podcast and on the blog about 80% of the material on this album. If it applied in the previous releases... It applies here. However, taken on its own merits, Kleiner Krieg is a sympathy, lo-fi gem, and is recommended. In terms of the track from Kleiner Krieg, I mean, I'm almost inclined to just have it playing along in the background during this discussion. Because it's, it's a very hard album to isolate tracks from, partly because on, on the... Uh, Bandcamp page it does all run into <laughs> run into each other so the tracks aren't isolated from one another on Bandcamp but also as I said the arrangement and the editing of the material really does help the album's flow like yeah it I don't know you might disagree I don't know if there are any particular tracks on Klein Creek that kind of stood out to you yeah I had I had stoned obituary I think I'd probably say more about that when we come to curse um, which is a real favourite. Some of Stone Obituary you could have playing in the background, some you really couldn't. It does have its sort of ambient stretches on there, but probably can't play all of it. No, but uh, I mean, in terms of Kleiner Krieg, I also had Legacy again, which I thought it really. Well, every time it comes up, it is it is really good. It um, is. I feel like Legacy is a better choice for Brighter now. Because like I feel it captures that album more because that album's kind of more goth and more yeah. Like, it's a particularly rich, burdened 
production of it as well. The production's uh, lovely, actually, on Brighter now. But yeah, I mean, I had um, one for the Pearl Moon noted as well, which I really like with its eastern sort of eastern sort of chord sequences that reminded me of some of the work of Madness and the Specials, actually, uh, to that one. There is a bit of an embarrassment of riches. You know, listeners should, should really just listen to these albums. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Um, right, so is that the first three? Yeah, yeah, done, I think it think? is. Yeah, because I, I, we've yeah. talked for about half an hour, and I reckon I can trim that down to 20. Yeah. 20 or so, yeah. Good. 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 So sing, sing while you may. The Legendary Pink Dots Project Podcast was commissioned by Carl Neville for Repeater Radio. It is adapted from blog articles written by myself and Tom May for kiddiesneezes.com, hosted by Matt Keeley. Matthew and John Robinson have previously written for the Legendary Pink Dots Project blog, but any words used here are mine and Tom's own. All art is modified by myself, Adam Wybray, from work by the English visionary William Blake. Long past copyright and in the public domain. Thanks go to The Dots, Edward Carspell and Phil Knight, but especially April White for her generous and informative email correspondence. Apart from those named and introduced, The Dots tracks used for sections longer than 30 seconds were The Chemical Play School, Only Dreaming, Play School, Donna's Blitzed Again, Amphitheatre Shuffle, Still Defeated, Peace Crime 2, Shit, It's Raining, The Blessing, Brill, Stoned Obituary, and Starch on Sunday. Any clips smaller than that, you can work out for yourselves and sing. Sing while you may. <laughs> <laughs>